All right, uh, what is and what should never be? That's kind of the way I look at things over this past weekend. Just unbelievable. And you know what? It's getting better because I think we all went to bed on Monday night thinking, my goodness, what is the state of this franchise? After Trevor Lawrence went down, but he is absolutely progressing. So let's get into it. Alongside Hayes Carline, my name is Rick Blue. We call this Death, Taxes, and Duval. Hayes, let's say hello to us. Sponsor, and again, the doom and gloom and the uncertainty has uh, certainly changed over the last 48 to 72 hours. Yeah, Monday night was a debacle, uh, but it, it certainly didn't end the season like it, it appeared like it might uh, when Trevor Lawrence went down with the injury, because if he's out for the year, then the season's over. Uh, I, you know, we'll see if he can play Sunday. We'll, we'll certainly get into that. Do want to thank John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give him a call at 471 471- 7155 for all your car insurance needs, your home insurance needs. Both those right now are spiking. Uh, and, and trust me, John can shop around, find you the best deal, save you a lot of money. He has saved me a bunch of money. Uh, so give him, a, give him a call. Just have him look at your policy. 471-7155. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. John's a great guy. He'll take great care of you. Um, yeah, Rick, I, I mean, in, in terms of look, I still think they're in trouble. I mean, I think they're in trouble Sunday. Uh, but that game frightened me even before what happened on Monday night. But, um, you know, but in but in looking at it, yeah, I, I was encouraged to see Trevor Lawrence, you know, yesterday not wearing a boot and, and certainly seeming encouraged by the first few days of his healing process. And I, I still, if I had to bet right now, I still would bet that he's not going to play but it it does at least give me some encouragement that I think he's probably going to play against Baltimore. So can he play six days after the injury? You know, that would be tough. Could he play, you know, 11 days after the injury? 12 days? Yeah, I think I think that's a, an easier task. So uh, it keeps the season on track. And, you know, they've got other injuries, though, that are a massive concern. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's it's really easy for me to sit here and say, don't play him. Don't play him at, at Cleveland. Um, you know, even though it's going to be warmer there than expected, you, you, you just going out on the road on a short week, um, you know, I think you got to look at it as if, boy, they dodged a major bullet here. And he's such a tough guy. But if he's ready for Baltimore a week from Sunday, good. You miss him for only one game. And let's face it, when he went down, Jaguar fans were thinking, He's out a minimum three to six weeks. I, I, I got to believe that that is what most thought because that is the conversations I have with people. Uh, that was where we were going and, and, you know, not clearly understanding as to whether or not he'd be gone for the remainder of the year. They don't think that way, though. Coaches don't think that way. Players don't think that way. And If he looks at Doug Peterson and he gets the okay from the trainers and says, I want to go then I think they're going to put him in there. Again, for me, best-case scenario, I don't even let him go to Cleveland. I, I say sit back here with your wife um, and just, you know, even though he wants to be with his teammates, we're, we're, um, we're not going to play you in this football game. And, you know, we'll take it from there on with four games still remaining. Um, the other side of it is, you know, Walker Little with a hamstring. You're down Cam Robinson. You're down Walker Little. This offensive line has allowed, I, I believe it's what, 27 sacks, 27, 28 sacks. But so much of that is affected by Trevor Lawrence and his ability 
to escape the pocket. I, I think a lot of the quarterbacks in the NFL, that sack total would be deep into the 30s. It, it may be even approaching 40. And a guy like Miles Garrett, who's been beaten up the last couple of weeks, he wasn't even in the box score. Cleveland's been resting him this week with that shoulder. This game is especially important to the Browns. Right now, they're one of the wild card teams. And, you know, Joe Flacco looks like he's going to be the quarterback. Dorian Thompson Robinson continues to be in the concussion protocol and, you know, is somewhat um, uh, doing some things in practice. But they're down to their second and now third quarterback. So, this is league-wide, and to me, it's going to be a really interesting set of circumstances. If this was a playoff game, if this was a must-win game, then maybe i get them ready. But look at it, Miles Garrett and that Browns defense in a game that they have to have after losing in Los Angeles last week. That's another reason why I sit out Trevor Lawrence for at least one football game. Well, and I think you also have to look at the big picture, because I agree with everything you're saying. It, the, and here's the big picture. You need to go three and two in your final five. Uh, that includes this weekend's game at Cleveland. Then you have a, a home game against Baltimore on Sunday Night Football. Then you go to Tampa on Christmas Eve. You host Carolina and you go to Tennessee in the finale. Uh, three and two should not be heavy lifting for if you if you think you have a very good team. Because if you go three and two, then either Houston or Indianapolis have to win out and go five and zero oh to. I overtake you in for the AFC South because we well they certainly have the tiebreaker over the Colts that's locked in and if the Jaguars beat the Titans in the finale they'll have a better divisional record uh, than the Texans so in in Houston and in Indianapolis still play each other they play each other in the finale so one of them isn't going to win out uh, mm-hmm. and and the other certainly could uh, but these teams are while better than what we anticipated to think these guys are going to win four straight games, even over uh mediocre competition and then beat either the Colts or, uh, or the Texans in the finale seems like a tough putt. So I think if the Jags can go three and two, they're going to win the division. And so I do think that has to factor into your point. Uh, it's it you know we there there is a little bit of a load management in a 17 game NFL season, and I think this game represents that for the Jaguars. Now you could still get the win. I mean, to your point, Cleveland is down to Joe Flacco at quarterback. Nick Chubb's been out pretty much the whole year. Amari Cooper. I, I don't think he's going to play. I mean, it's it's up in the air, but he's dealing with a concussion and a rib injury. I mean, that seems like awfully difficult to expect Amari Cooper to be active if you're Cleveland. Uh, Willis, their outstanding tackle, is is out. I think he's on IR. Uh, so I would like to think that if he can score 17 points on Sunday, you've got a great chance to win this game. Uh, I think it's going to be one of the ugliest games that we've seen. Because I, I do think Cleveland's defense is is going to be dominant against this Jaguars offense uh, because I just don't think they have any prayer blocking Cleveland. But, uh, you know, but in looking at it, the Browns are going to have offensive issues as well. So, look, I wouldn't play Trevor Lawrence. I, I would I would sit him and say, hey, let's let's get you rested as much as we can for for Baltimore. This isn't a playoff game. I appreciate your toughness. And, you know, we'll let everybody know that it, it this been a playoff game. You would have been willing to go out there. But for the long term health of this season in your career, let's just play it a little smart here and hope that you can get a 10 to 9 win with C.J. Beathard. But even if you don't win the game, 
I, I think if you go, you know, again, win three of your final four, you know, you can lose to the Ravens, then you got to then you got to get tough and you got to go to Tampa and win. You got to hold serve at home against Carolina and you got to go to Tennessee and win. And and that should not be a tough ask. Neither of those three teams are worth anything. So you, right. you should be able to go and and win your final three. And then and, and it may, again, it may not take that two and three might end up winning the division. We just don't know what the Colts and Texans, but we know that three and two makes it makes it awfully difficult uh, to be caught in the division. So, uh, you know, I, I think that has to play into it as well. I, I was shocked by how bad the defense played Monday night, Rick. What, what do you attribute that to? And are you concerned long term about that? Well, you know, it feels like this team, whenever something bad really happens, they, they find a way to turn around almost immediately. And and that's the one aspect of all this that, that has me uh, believing that the Jaguars, who are now an underdog, uh, does have a chance to uh, uh, to win this football game. But, you know, what's really alarming is that Cincinnati came in with the worst rushing offense in the NFL, and the Jaguars were fourth best against the run, and they were completely gutted, and that allowed Jake Browning with that motion offense and some injuries in the Jaguars defense as well uh, to to really go out and have a very effective day, a, a, a very productive day. So um, he played well. Jake Browning absolutely played well. Well, Joe Flacco or Dorian Thompson, if he gets the opportunity, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson be as effective this weekend? My my guess is no, but I I think Cleveland once again is, is going to look at this and say, look at the ditch. Uh, you can get through that Jaguars offensive line, who all of a sudden now they just can't run the ball. I mean, Jacksonville's interior offensive line has been terrible the last three weeks. The combination of of Cleveland and Fortner and Brandon Sheriff, I think, had the lowest grade that he's ever had, according to to Pro Football Focus. Uh, it just feels like he's getting older, and you know, I tend to believe that he's far less than 100%. You know, I'm, I'm here bragging about Dearness Johnson, how he needs more carries, and you know, you look at his five on Monday night. It's not like it was his fault. I mean, it was obvious that. When they put him in there, that he was getting the ball and that they were running it, and the defensive ends totally collapsed the pocket, and he had nowhere to go. So I, you know, I don't care if it was Barry Sanders uh, that was back there. The the, the game plan um, I thought was sniffed out there when when he actually came in. So this is going to really be interesting. I mean, C.J. Beathard practiced on a limited basis on Wednesday. Now the definition of limited can mean a lot of different things. Uh, We'll see what the report is when it comes out here on this Thursday. But, I mean, C.J. Beathard, for crying out loud, here's a veteran. He did a pretty nice job outside of the fumble. But you want him getting every snap all week long with that first-team offense. And with that offensive line beaten up and Christian Kirk out, I mean, there are so many problems. I'm I'm trying to remember, you know, my my eight years as a sideline reporter – my primary responsibility was reporting on injuries. I don't ever remember a game where as many Jaguars went down as what we saw on Monday. So you look at that five did not practice uh, is yesterday, five of them, but you know, it's even crazier. You look at Cleveland, they're even more beaten up. If you look at the Cleveland Browns injury report. So this is the NFL. I mean, you've played 12 games. Uh, you've already had 13 weeks. You now go into week 14, and this is league-wide. It seems like we spend most of our time on 
on quarterback injuries, but this is happening all 32 teams. A year ago, this really helped the Jaguars in a positive way. They remained healthy for the most part for the entire year. That's not the case now. The Jaguars are going to have to show that they have some depth if they're going to win these games. And I think Sunday is a gigantic test of toughness and maturity. It won't be a bad element game, you know, considering it's Cleveland in December. I mean, it'll be low 50s and there may be some rain, but I mean, that's, you know, at least it's not a blizzard. Uh, And so, but to me, it is all about who's the tougher team. Because to to be honest, all the sizzle is out of the game. I mean, all the stars... Are, are basically shelved. I mean, the Jaguars have an advantage. They have ETN, uh, they have Ridley, they have Zay Jones, they have Ingram. Uh, so they still have a better group of skilled players than the depleted Browns. But uh, but I do think Cleveland's got a much more physical defense, and uh, and that's gonna that's gonna be in the ultimate test. I mean, if Luke Fortner and Brandon Sheriff play like they've been playing, I mean, I I pity ETN and Bethard it, or whoever's at quarterback. And, uh, I mean, I just don't think there's going to be uh, much to work with. Having said all that, again, if you can get to 17 points, and it may not, it may not take that. I think whoever gets to 17 points has a 100% chance of winning this game. And I think if you get to 14 points, you probably have a 75% chance. You get to 13 points, you probably have a 60% chance. I mean, I would not be shocked if this is somewhat like what we saw Chargers Patriots a week ago where it was a 6 nothing final uh, in favor of L.A. I mean, <laughs> t- to me, it, it, it honestly feels like, partic- particularly if it's Bethard, uh, who I don't think is very right. good, uh, even for a backup, I don't, I don't think he's very good. And so, uh, you know, obviously if Trevor plays, then you hope he can produce two or three just wow plays that at least lead to field goals, if not touchdowns. Bethard's not going to give you that. So... I I mean I I honestly I mean I, would you be shocked if this was ten to nine on Sunday? No, I wouldn't be shocked with anything uh, nowadays. And uh, you know the total is like thirty thirty and a half. It's one of the lowest totals we've ever seen uh, in the National Football League. It's been a crazy year. I mean Iowa had some lines that were I think it was Rutgers that were down around twenty four twenty four and a half. Right. So, you know, here we are with football where everything's about offense. Everything's about passing the ball and putting up points. Uh, but we've seen some ugly side of things this year. You just look at the NFL as a whole. You look at quarterback numbers. They're really down. Um, it, it, it's a crazy year. And, you know, last week at this time, I, I made a huge point about how the Jaguars, 17 games last year, 11 games this year, were consistently at allowing 20 and a half a game and that you knew that that's all you had to do, put up 21 and you win. And sure enough, uh, the jinx came in, and, and we saw what you know Cincinnati was able to do on Monday night uh, in a very intriguing football game, but they were able to score uh, basically at will. So, yeah, I subscribe to that. I, I think this is an ugly kind of old school, you know, when the wide receivers used to put their hand literally in the dirt and you lined up under the center with a fullback and a running back, I, I think that's going to be uh, the type of game that, that we do see here on Sunday. But, you know, you, you got to play them, and uh, you move along. You, you mentioned it earlier. What I really like here for the Jaguars is it's not that difficult 
of a schedule, okay? This is a tough game, no doubt, despite the injuries to both teams. Baltimore next week is uh, – it goes without saying. And, and, you know, Jacksonville at home under the lights, okay, they struggled the other night. But the last three are really winnable. I think Tennessee will be in full tank mode by then. Tampa's kind of going through the motions. And Carolina's just way too young. So those three, if you play Jaguars football – You should be able to win. But that's just not the way the league goes. I mean, who thought that Green Bay would knock off Detroit on Thanksgiving, then turn around and knock off Kansas City on on a Sunday night? I mean, it's it's just crazy. So Yeah, the Cardinals beat the Steelers last week. Yeah, it's week to week. It's about attrition. And, you know, you you have to be able to to manage that in in order to be successful uh, in this league. I, I do like the Jaguars' chances here. Uh, the rest of the way through, but you know, it's amazing how things change. I, I had him beating Cincinnati. I had him an opportunity with that top overall uh, seed and uh, you know, a first round buy. And now all of a sudden that's in question. You look at it, you're, you're, you're the fourth team, you know, still to win the division, but you're going to host a playoff game here. And, you know, all of a sudden I look around, it's like, does hosting a playoff game really mean as much as we thought it did uh, to me, maybe the buy is more important than even hosting a game. And I understand that they go one and one uh, with each other, but you know, they're much better on the road. And, and, and Hayes, that's my final thought on this is that I'm a guy who always looks at numbers and always follows trends. I can't get away from the fact that the Jaguars have won nine straight away from Jacksonville. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL this year who hasn't lost on the road. Sooner or later, that's going to change. You don't go on and win a 10th straight road game, and then the Tampa an 11th straight road game, and then Tennessee a 12th straight road game. Even though our listeners and you and I may think, well, you know what, I'm going to take Jacksonville to win all these games. Sooner or later, the trend comes to fruition, and the Jaguars are going to drop one of these road football games. That's just the way uh, the way that the league always has been. So I think you got to keep that in the back of your mind as well, even though maybe on paper, it looks like, all right, Jag show up. It's an automatic win because of what I just went through. I think you have to be realistic about, you know, what actually does happen here down the stretch. Yeah, I, I agree. And and it's it's why I like Cleveland on Sunday. I just think that going on the road, uh, they're, they're, they're due for a bad performance on the road. And it's not even really that. I just think the attrition offensively is going to be too much to overcome. And, you know, I I think Cleveland at home, a little bit more of a desperate team. I think they'll make the one play they need to make. It may even be a defensive play. Who knows? Maybe Miles Garrett does something spectacular. Uh, I can guarantee you they're not blocking him uh, all game long. So, uh, you know, so I, I just think it's going to be, I've got it Cleveland 13 to 10. You know, I think it's that kind of a game. Uh, it'd be great. I almost view it as a, a, a bonus win if the Jaguars are able to get it. I, I think it's a little bit of a house money win, uh, but I, I think Cleveland, uh, unfortunately, uh, makes the final play late, whether that's a defensive stop or a late field goal. Uh, but I think Cleveland gets it done uh, in a very close game on Sunday. Interesting. Uh, you know, I, I, I do want to see the injury report today, but, you know, as we're taping this now, I think I'm going to go the other way. And the reason why is this football team, it feels like, just when you want to count them out, they respond with a knockout punch. And it seems like 
they rise to the challenge during the biggest games, certainly outside of San Francisco. Now, even though Monday Night Football, I guess, would be considered an enormous game because it was under the bright lights, it still wasn't against the top quality team. Like, let's say, at least they felt that way against Buffalo uh, earlier on and, you know, winning some of those impressive road games, like uh, certainly at Pittsburgh and, and New Orleans. So, you know, everything I just said about losing on the road, obviously, if I pick them this weekend, then I think it's going to happen on Christmas Eve or it's going to happen at the end of the year where it's going to be cold in Nashville. But, you know, we'll get to that as uh, as the weeks uh, come to us. But I, I'm going to go the other way here. And, and once again, an incredibly ugly game. I, I can't see how Jacksonville is going to run the ball against Cleveland. I, I just think special teams – um, has really favored the Jaguars, and, and I'm with you here. I'm, I'm going to go like 14-10. Actually, 14-10 would be a bad score. That would be two touchdowns. Let me go, um, let me go let's see, seven and three field goals. I'll go 16-10 Jaguars All right. back on the winning list. I hope you're right, Rick. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, hey, win or lose, uh, Take it for what it is, because this could be a whole heck of a lot worse if Trevor Lawrence was gone for a significant amount of time or perhaps the remainder of the year. All right, that's going to do it for us. This is Death Taxes and Duval. Hayes, I know you want to thank our sponsor and as well let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, please reach out at Hayes Carlion. And once again, thank you to John Spicklemeyer. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give him a call. 471-7155. Car Insurance home insurance, those things are really spiking. Those prices are getting crazy. So don't just send in your check or have it auto-billed. Have John look at the policy. Have him shop it. He can save you a lot of money. He has saved me a lot of money over the years, and he's just a fantastic guy. I've known him since high school. You couldn't be in better hands than with John Spicklemeyer. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, 471-7155. And you can get me as well at Blue, B-A-L-L-O-U, 1010X. Please send Hayes and I your comments. As always, we do appreciate it. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend. Should be a whole heck of a lot of fun. They go to Cleveland. Then, of course, next week, under the lights again against the Baltimore Ravens. Always a lot of fun, folks. We do thank you. This is Jeff Taxes and Duval. I want to be sedated